This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Listen to Wrestling Round Upon Free FM, RFM, and MP. Uh, as always, I'm Grady and live on Skype. We got Josh. Hey. Uh, I promised last week we didn't get time to talk about the Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns match and the fallout. Now is our time to do that. There could be a fair bit here. So, we're, what we saw at the Royal Rumble Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Uh, Reigns picking up the win, attempting to beat the eight. She double hockey sticks out of Kevin Owens, uh, and eventually Sami Zayn standing in for his friend, uh, betraying Roman, steel chair to the back, exactly the feeling he felt to her about 10 years ago. And, uh, yeah, let's start there with what happened on the, uh, the Royal Rumble night. That was quite an amazing storytelling. And note, the commentator said not one word for the final 15 minutes. Not one word. They let the workers tell the story. Mm-hmm. And what a story they told. You ha- Yeah, th- throughout the entire match you had Sami Zayn looking like he was uncomfortable with everything that was going on in the match. Um, and, and of course, Corey Graves being the heel of the trio was stirring the pot <laughs> the entire time. Um, and then we have the beatdown at the end on Kevin Owens. And Sammy tries to save him by saying, you don't need to do this. This is beneath you. Only to, fi- to figure out what happens if you tell him that. <laughs> okay, it's your job to do it then. And you see him just standing there with it like, is he actually going to do it? And then the pop when he he hits Roman with the chair. The crowd knew what just happened. And and the look on Roman's face was was priceless because it definitely looked like the PST, PTSD <laughs> from the uh shield betrayal of of Seth Rollins. Um but yeah, it was a beautifully told story from front to back that entire match and the entire segment afterwards. Yeah, because there was so many small, like, nuances around it as well. Like, there was... You could see how each member of the bloodline reacted um, in different ways. Some of them were just pure anger. Some of them were confusion. Um, In fact, we got one of them just walking off, never to be seen again, or at least not to be found on uh, the SmackDown after. Yeah, that so that does bring a lot of questions of what's going to happen... Um, with the tag team titles. Um, because on SmackDown, which has, hasn't happened yet for us, but will have happened by the time this airs, <laughs> um, is a tag team title match, which is happening solely because the Usos can't make it to, can't go into Canada because of their DUI history. Um, so that question is who's going to be defending the titles? Is it going to be 
Jimmy and Jay? Is there going to be dissension among the brothers? Um, is Solo Sokola going to replace Jay? There's a lot of questions to be answered for for that tag team title match. Yeah, and the interesting part again is uh, these these tag team titles have been defended um, for just individual titles. Seemingly, you know, the tournament that Braun Strowman and Ricochet won was the SmackDown Tag Team Title Contender Tournament. That's a mouthful. Um, you know, there's, I could almost see them, uh, losing this one because he doesn't show up and then there's pressure on them, but they still have the raw. Um, and it could be a bit more of a slow degradation. Um, but I don't know. In, in my heart, I, I see Solo Sokoa. Uh, stepping up. Um, if they can't find Jay, I could also see Jay just, you know, not being there all day. And then as soon as the bell is about to ring, he comes out and, uh, joins his brother. Um, but, you know, Jay is, to me, you know, the storyline start to finish, even like well before Sammy came along, well before any of that started. The storyline has been, uh, Jay Uso and Roman Reigns. Um, and the, even with the Sammy stuff coming in, there's still been that Jay stuff in the background, you know, not trusting him, not wanting him to be in it, then being the one who defends him at the trial and ultimately being the one who just walks out on his family at the end of the Royal Rumble. Um, I think Jay is kind of that central linchpin of the storyline. Sammy might be the conduit that we're telling it through right now. Uh, but Jay is definitely the main character outside of Roman. That's the, that's the thing. I'm not so sure about that. Okay. Um, I think they're building to maybe having Jay in, sh- in Sammy's corner for the match at Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. Only for Jay to turn on Sammy. Whoa. And that's how we get the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn match. Fair, because at the the end of SmackDown, you know, because of everything that had happened here, uh, Sami Zayn came out and uh, had an attack on Roman Reigns and got himself a match at Elimination Chamber for the uh, Unified World Championship. And yeah, I don't know. It's it's almost bad timing, I guess, in a way, because we look at. Um, WrestleMania coming up, you know, we're only a couple months off of that now or a month off of that. And unfortunately, Cody Rhodes has the shot for the world title. Both the world titles on reigns right now. Um, obviously something can be told there with, um, reigns not being able to have his bloodline around because they're each being dealt with by somebody else. Uh, be it Owens, be it Sane, uh, be it Jay or so if he doesn't turn back to his family. And yeah, I don't know. It, it just feels like, you know, this is the chapter we're in and Cody Rhodes is a great next chapter. I just don't know if I'm ready to start reading that chapter yet. Yeah. I think any other time this would have been the perfect point for Cody to come in. But the, but the stuff that has been happening with Sammy and the bloodline has been so hot and so over that it's one of those things where it's, I wish and now just about everybody else wishes that we could actually see Zami win the titles. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I it was like December. 
you know? Give us more breathing time. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of Mick Foley and his title, um, couple title reigns before the WrestleMania. If we could have reround this three months, we could have had a brief couple, a brief title reign for Zami, and possibly put the titles back on Roman before eventually handing them off to Cody. Mm-hmm. And everything still would have worked out perfectly. We would have had a moment for Sammy. Maybe we have shenanigans that result in him being a champion so that we can keep the not pinned or submitted streak alive. But, um, and then have Cody be the person that finally breaks that streak. But it, it still would have been nice to have seen Sammy Zayn with world titles. I don't see it happening at Elimination Chamber, but WWE has surprised people before. <laughs> and they could do some sort of wonky with the contract, sign a contract uh, in the next couple weeks for them for the match. And there'll be a wonky stipulation where Sammy wins that's written into this, the contract without anybody realizing it, that he can win the title for like by a disqualification or a count out. Hmm. Um, with, uh, which happen, might happen and have it be like stipulated that he wins only the universal title or something like that. And then you still have him hold a title, but you still have the main prize for Cody, the WWE championship to win. And, and you still have the, the streak, uh, to break. Yeah. It, it's such a, a hard one. Um, just because we do have these parallel storylines and unfortunately both of them are not uh, really going to see a, a great payoff here. I, unless, you know, we're, we're counting Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens going after the tag team championships or whatever's left of the tag team championships as a, um, as a payoff to the Sami Zayn stuff. As you say, I would have loved to have seen him had a run for these titles for sure. Um, it does feel almost foregone conclusion that Rhodes Reigns is the main event of WrestleMania. Um, we do have two titles. We do have chance for bits and pieces and shenanigans in the middle here. Uh, we do have Cody only really wanting the WWE championship. There, there are avenues to take. Um, but nine times out of 10, we're going to be taking the, uh, the shortest road, the quickest path. Um, which is just going to be Sami yeah. Zayn taking the loss at uh, Elimination Chamber. Yeah, one of the things that really complicates my feelings on it is that promo Cody and Paul Heyman did on Monday. Mm-hmm. It again, I I I like the idea. I love I I like Cody. I wasn't a big fan of Cody when he left WWE. But he's learned to become a big star, and now necktied and all, he looks and acts like a top guy. And the story that they told in the short in the 10 minute promo is makes me want to see Cody go over Roman. Mm-hmm. So I'm fine with it being that's because we kind of known that was the end game goal. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just unfortunate. It took a nine month back seat because of the injury. Yeah. Um, but, and I think, I think we're going to get a massive pop when when that three count happens, and then we'll have to see where they can take Cody from there. But we will get at least a big moment, and then 
And then the bloodline will have to take a back seat for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we don't quite know exactly how every you know jigsaw puzzle piece is going to fall into place, how they're going to lay out in the end. Uh, we think we have a good idea of the the main event piece and where those are going, but you know we still do have time between now and WrestleMania, or even time between now and Elimination Chamber to figure out what we're going to be doing. But uh, this is about roughly halfway through the show, which means that I'm going to go into the entrance theme. When we come back, we're going to look at NXT Vengeance Day, a little bit from the NXT afterwards as well. And if we got time, uh, we can look at some other stuff from Raw and SmackDown as well. Uh, the entrance theme this week is none other than Jerry Lawler, who uh, this past week unfortunately suffered a bit of a medical event, um, but appears to be on the recovery road now. Uh, so we wish him all the best and hope he can make a full recovery. But we are going to be playing that song for you right about now. Round upon Free FM, RFM, and MPR. I'm Grady. He's Josh. NXT Vengeance Day. Uh, let's just crack into the first match. North American Championship was on the line. Your boy Wesley going up against my boy Dijak. A uh, little bit of a broken finger in the middle, but not a clean finish not either. Broken. Sorry, not broken. Dislocated. This, yeah. Um, it looks just yeah, as gnarly. A- okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a fair, it was a pretty good match. Um, it's one of those things that makes me realize Wesley could be a huge star if he could just find a personality. Mm. Um, I I like Wesley. I like I love I love the stuff Dijak has, ha- did um, with Ke- Keith Lee. I like the stuff he's done since he's returned to NXT. Uh, I would have been fine with him winning the title here. It's not, I guess it's not his time yet. Somebody else, but uh, Wesley is a fine, fine champion, phenomenal talent in the ring. He's just got to find, find a character that works for him. Right now, he's just, and we'll talk about, I guess, talk about him later because he, he is completely different now, but he's Apollo Crews pre 2020. <laughs> Yeah, this match obviously pointing out that we still have uh, Tony D'Angelo and his crony uh, sitting in the wings for Dijak um, and for Lee. We still didn't get that big triple threat we thought we might get. Maybe we are setting up for that. Um, we'll have to wait and see, but those are the guys that are floating around that North American championship scene right now. Yeah, um, which is fine. It'll, it'll, it'll make a good match. Any combination of the 
of the talent there, I think will make a good match. And we'll have to see how the story plays out. You talked about Apollo Crews. Let's go to his match. He was taking on Carmelo Hayes in a two out of three falls match. And uh, the match ended 2-0 and oh to Carmelo yep. Hayes. Yeah, something that doesn't happen too often in the WWE. It is pretty awesome. rare. Um, yeah, this this definitely felt like a number one contendership match. Um, and it was a fantastic match. I think these two really brought it. Uh, Carmelo, Car- as Melo, uh, Carmelo Hayes says, Melo don't miss. <laughs> Melo didn't miss. Um, I'm excited for the future because there's only one place this story can like, go and they've already hinted at it. And that is the NXT Championship. Yeah. Before we get to that piece, I do want to mention, uh, I guess, a little bit of the post of this match as well. Uh, Apollo Cruz's former uh, general... Uh, Commander Aziz, as he was known at the time, but Dabakato, uh, now coming back down to NXT and just beating up Cruz. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially when it seemed like not the matter that, um, Apollo Cruz ended up still getting swept mm-hmm. with, with him returning to neutralize, um, Trick Williams. Uh, yeah, there wasn't much to, 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 that could be said. I, you kind of had the feeling that that was coming. Mm-hmm. And Davik definitely destroyed Apollo Crews with the idea that that will be their next ma- opponent uh, feud. This is Dabba's opportunity to at least grab something. Because he, he's a big guy, so his style is going to be always going to be limited. But if, the, if he can find something and grasp it and fully own it he could be a upper mid card guy that could be called on for like a a world title match or something Mm -hmm. but but at the same time if he doesn't nah (laughs) it's not gonna be it's not gonna hurt anything because he'll just be forgotten because he'll be just another big guy Mm. he'll be almost He'll be Omos. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see what Dabakato's future is going to be. As you said, though, we do know what Carmelo Hayes, or we highly suspect what Carmelo Hayes' future is going to be. Main event, uh, NXT Championship was on the line. It was Bron Breaker versus Grayson Waller. Steel cage match. You can't win by escape. It had to be pinfall or submission. And uh, despite a low blow, Bron Breaker still coming out on top couple of i think a pair of spears uh to take down grayson waller yeah um and the last one was every bit of a main roster spear it was brutal i i thought this was a fantastic match steel cage matches are always going to be limited especially steel cage matches that don't have interference in them (laughs) um but i thought they both really brought it. I thought they told a great story. And in the end, the decision, the right choice was made because as much as as I love Grayson Waller, it has to be Carmelo Hayes versus Braun Breaker next. That has that's the NX that's NXT 2.0 even though that's not called that anymore. <laughs> that's the money match. They those two have been the top guys in in the reboot of NXT. 
that has to be the WrestleMania equivalent match at Sand and Deliver. You have been pitching it for a long time. You know, Carmelo Hayes calling himself the A champion. Now he gets to finally show it against Braun Breaker. As you say, I'm sure it is just a formality before that match is made official for Stand and Deliver. Um, Breaker having held the title minus a little bit of a Dolph Ziggler break for quite a damn while. Uh, you know, we keep thinking, is this going to be the one? Is this going to be the one? I guess the question is Carmelo Hayes going to be the one? Well, he, he better, he better hit this shot <laughs> because, um, this is his, his time. I, I do think he does. I do think in the end, when we get to the end of Stand and Deliver, I think he will be the NXT champion. And I think that's where Braun Breaker breaks off from the NXT roster to debut on Raw or SmackDown after. Hmm. Um. Alrighty, well, let's go into the tag team division. We had the New Day defending their NXT tag team championships. That sounds so weird to say. Uh, against a bunch of teams, Pretty Deadly, Chase U, and Gallus. Ultimately, though, the British lads, oh, the bigger British lads, given a, a half of this match were British, uh, came out on top, and we got ourselves some new champs. Isn't it always Gallus that's like, ruins all our plans? <laughs> um, because we were like, uh, when it came to the NXT UK titles, uh, way back when, when they were being unified with the NXT titles, we thought for sure it was going to go one way. Gallus ends up winning the match. Um, and now, and then losing, eventually losing to Pretty Deadly. And now they've won the titles back when we were expecting a one-on-one match between Pretty Deadly and New, the New Day at the next event. And that being the moment Pretty Deadly wins the titles. So, yeah, it's just prior for the course, I guess. Gallus just loves to mess plans up. We can't bid against Gallus. And it does look like, based on what we we saw on NXT, that it is going to be Gallus versus Pretty Deadly, who sold really well that they were really depressed about not winning the titles, (laughs) and got their confidence back by beating a very game Chase University, who's Seems to be doing a storyline with Schism, which can only help the tag team division because Schism is another tag team. <laughs> um, and I, 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 I am really sad because I liked I like Chase U, and I really thought for a moment <laughs> they might actually go over in that match because, and it also helped me remind remind remember. Just how over Chase U is. Oh yeah, the crowd loves um, him. Yeah, um, I want to see them eventually get a t- title reign, but I'm worried about I'm worried about Schism actually <laughs> breaking them up um, because I could see them maybe stealing your boy Duke away from Chase U, and I th- think that would be sad because I think Jade uh, um, everything I Duke has had pr- plenty of stuff that he's done in NXT that was good. But I think the stuff he's doing with Andre Chase is the best he's done in the entirety of NXT. And that includes our to the moon guy <laughs> uh, as well. I mean, it's been really, really good. 
and I'd want to see some sort of payoff for them because I think they're a really good tag team. Yeah, I, I think they're like, I don't know if you can define them as a sleeper hit, but like they've been just working away. Uh, Andre, uh, Duke, and, and Thea too as well. Um, really just building themselves up as tag teams, as uh, female competitors, as male competitors, um, really just showing what they can do. Um, as you say, I'd really like them to get that little bit of a showcase, that little bit of something, something, but um, we'll have to wait and see what happens when they go head to head with Schism. Uh, I'll just mention quickly, Caden Carter and Katana Chance lost the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships to Keanu James and Fallon Henley. Uh, we'll see that storyline as it uh, develops further and further um, with them seemingly not on the same page. But I do want to make sure we have some time for the women. It's a championship. Roxanne Perez, Gigi Dolan, JC Jane, triple threat match. Uh, and also what happened on NXT afterwards. I We kind of expected Perez to retain because she just won the title. What would be the point in just yanking it off her one month later? Um, especially with how big of a moment that was. And honestly, it was fine with what they did afterwards. Stuff on, on NXT. Um, it's a little too on the nose for, <laughs> um, for obviously what they were going for was definitely the rockers breakup. And, and I do think it, I do think that there's going to be a major star, star for the for the women that will will spring out of this, but it is kind of sad that we lost yet another women's tag team that we could you uh, you sorely have used in on the main roster. Yeah, as a um, reminder, we still have two women's tag team championships, and probably about two women's tag teams. Yeah, so it is what it is, but. Um, we'll have to see how they develop the characters from here, but they definitely have set up at the very least the beginning of a HBK type of run for one of them. Maybe eventually it might spring spring around to them to that person facing uh, against Rocky as and Perez later in the year and getting the title, but that's way down the line. Yeah, the only part for me that I'm a little sad about is that out of the two, I do prefer uh, Gigi Dolan, the redhead. Uh, and unfortunately, she was on the receiving end of the beating uh, at Ding Dong Hello. Um, so uh, we'll have to see who actually comes out of the feud on the top, because obviously these two are going to be having matches back and forth, and it's about to get real personal. Um, but yeah, well, we'll see. Did, did she take a beating or did she try to, to take a dive through the door? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you start this? <laughs> uh, I had the channel. I had the for a moment to channel my inner body eating. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it's it's what it is, and we'll see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. Well, that is pretty much all we have time for this week. It's been great talking to you. Maybe you can visit our Facebook page, Facebook.com forward slash wrestling RND up or our Twitter page, Twitter.com forward slash wrestling RND up or our YouTube page, YouTube.com forward slash wrestling RND up. And we will see you next week. The prize right in front of my eyes, taking up skies, the limit.
limit, got no time to waste. Tonight's the big go, strike quick but creep slow. The competition is absent the moment that we show. Count down from three, go, press X to reload. Yet they still try to topple the kingdom that we own. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices. Or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.